Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. It's going to have a camper town. Hey, welcome everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Here we are on a Thursday. It's the 20th day of January, dude. Yeah, man. We've almost kicked this uh, month right between the legs. I mean, it's almost over. Yeah. Four or five days, I'm going to be in Central America. Yeah, dude. Are you excited? It's crazy. Have you talked at all about like the agenda, like what you're doing? Do you know if you're doing anything? Yeah, we're not doing anything. You're just going to sit it well, and resort it up? Yeah, it's not necessarily a resort, but it's a, it's a fancy kind of cabana. You know, it's like a, I mean, it's a very large palatial room for for you know two different couples i mean it's a huge place right okay it's, it's like a it's a, like an airbnb a or a cottage it? kind of thing yeah but it's through a hilton hotel okay and and so yeah there's that and then there's like this little island that you go to and it's got these uh just platforms that are out in the middle of the water that you just lays out and about it nice and roast man. to death in the humidity and heat i was gonna say this and, sounds like your hell and what the are you bugs doing? i know but hey this is for the wife and i'm like i'm gonna give it a try and see how it works and you know i mean it can't be that bad well and it's also it's not like it's a two-week trip right yeah exactly i it's mean like you're, you're four days four three days. or four days yeah. and then you know it's it's relatively cool right now like in the 70s but with some humidity so i think i can handle you'll that. be okay You'll be okay. Plus, you know, you'll be able to lose some layers and you'll be able to be on the sun. Yeah, and it's just whatever wants to see the type 2 diabetes fat guy without clothes on. Hey, listen, man. That's what they already think of Americans anyway. <laughs> you might as well. Yeah, that's even worse. I'm like, oh, the fat American. Here he comes. <laughs> but uh, hopefully it is a good trip. Uh, today will be the last show of the week for yours truly. As uh, around this time tomorrow, I'll be going into surgery. How are you feeling about that? I am equal parts uh, nervous and looking forward to it. Yeah, because you're in a lot of pain and suffering. Yeah, I mean, like it, it is. It has kind of taken a shift over the last three or four days to less like pain and more just plain uncomfortable, you know. But um, but I've never had surgery before, so I don't know what to look forward to. I mean, I talked to the hospital yesterday, and I have to go through all these different you know things and make sure I'm all ready to go. And then COVID plays a part and stuff for you know you're getting ready for your procedure and all sorts of stuff that uh, that goes into this whole uh, brouhaha tomorrow. So uh, yeah, I'm a little I'm a little freaked out. But uh, listen, uh, these people know what they're doing. Uh, my doctor it comes highly recommended from my my uh, you know per primary care physician, so that's good. He's done a bunch of these. I'm I'm trusting the people that do their job, just like you guys for some reason trust us to do our job. Yeah, idiots. <laughs> Perhaps it's a mistake now that I'm thinking about it out loud. But we also have a chance for you to check out Ghost and Volbeat at the Ford Idaho Center. That show is one week from today, America. Plus, we also have an opportunity for you to go to Avatar. That show was rescheduled for Groundhog's Day at the Revolution Center. We'll have your tickets to that as well. And we play music on this show. Let's kick things off with some Pearl Jam. It is Jeremy here on the X-Rocks. Big J. Well, you got less than a week before the Boise Airport turns into a real headache if you plan on trying to find a place to park. Because construction's going to begin in about three to four days at the Boise Airport for the expansion that they have been planning for a while. Uh, the big part that they are going to start building in about a week are the two new parking garages that are going to be added to the Boise Airport. Uh, that is going to be available for public parking and employee parking. Construction on the garages are expected to take about two years when it's all said and done. According to the city, the expansion is the first parking facilities since uh, 2013, which was expected to meet demands for 10 years. It did not because the city's growth kind of exploded and our airport is comically small for the area that we've expanded to. And so now they're working on trying to make that better because from 2014 to 2019, the airport saw a 49% increase, which is incredible. One of the most yeah. in the country. And so the garage for the public parking will add about 1,150 stalls and a pedestrian bridge for access to the airport. The employee garage will have a capacity of around 700 stalls. And so expect things to be hmm, a pain to navigate around for the foreseeable future as they build this a little bit. 
Uh, but it's much needed. I mean, anybody who's had to park for long term, if you're going on a weekend trip or something, it's it's almost impossible if you get to if you have an afternoon flight to find a place to park. So it certainly is needed, and it's still going to take a while before it's ready. But the fun begins next week at the Boise Airport. Joel Embiid was the best player in the NBA last night. He tied his career high with 50 points in the 76ers 123-110 win over the Orlando Magic. What made it more impressive is that he added 12 rebounds, but he did it in 27 minutes, dude. 50 points, 12 rebounds in 27 minutes. According to the Elias Sports Bureau, he had uh, at least 50 points and 10 rebounds in the fewest minutes by any NBA player since 1955. To put that into kind of context, that's essentially half the game. That's all he played was half the game, and he put up 50 points and 12 rebounds. Uh, That is efficient, if you will. Congratulations to Jeff Daniels, Big J. He had a spider-killing worm named after him. Of course, he did star in the movie Arachnophobia back in the 80s, if you remember. And so uh, the Jeff Daniels worm is called the Teratabellus Jeff Danielsi. Uh, it's a tarantula-killing worm recently discovered by scientists at the University of California, Riverside. Uh, it now bears the name of the star of the movie. And Adler Dimlin, who uh, named the actual worm, said his character in the film is a spider killer, which is exactly what these nematodes are. So, boom. Look at them. Pop culture symmetry. Referencing a movie that uh, I'm not sure how how well it's aged. Yeah, I don't know if a lot of people even know it's a movie. But it's probably hilarious to those in the uh, tarantula killing uh, worm side of things. And so, hey, listen, good for you. I wonder if they need their permission to do that or they just do that. You think they get Jeff Daniels okay before he they name a no. killer worm after him? Or they just do it now it's stuck with that name whether he likes it or not? No, they're just like, what was Jeff Daniels done besides Dumb and Dumber that we'll just go ahead and name this after him. He won't care. You don't think he cares. All right. Maybe you're right. Uh, but you better make sure it's a good thing that they're naming after you, not a bad thing. Otherwise, it's stuck with that forever, and that's no fun. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of important stuff. Jane's angry chair here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And you, as a user of the internet, probably have a right to get angry about this stuff because companies continue to try to do this thing that so far hasn't worked, but because one company has tried it, there are now several others that want to do it as well. And I'm talking about paywalls and I'm talking about social media paywalls. And uh, the first company to really try to mess around with that has been Twitter. They introduced Twitter Blue to pretty much everybody about six months ago, and to say it's gone poorly would probably be an understatement. Now, for those of you unaware, Twitter Blue essentially is the paid version of Twitter. It gives you an opportunity to subscribe to some verified profiles that you follow, and you get additional content from them as long as you're willing to pay. Now, the difference is the money doesn't go to the actual social media place, I'm sure they take out a little bit of a cut, but a majority of the money goes to whoever you subscribe to. So it's a revenue stream for people that have a lot of followers, and it hasn't been received very well. Basically, what's happening is people are saying, why am I going to pay you for something that you've been giving me for free for years and years and years? Yeah. And now, now Instagram is going to do the exact same thing. They're currently testing paywalls. It's a feature that allows creators to put their stories, their live streams, and their posts behind a paywall. So basically, if you follow somebody and you want access to these stories and these live streams, you will have to pay for them. Right now, there's only a small amount of people who have access to this new feature, but they're testing it to see if it works. If or when it becomes a success, Instagram plans on using it for more users and hoping everybody involved to make even more money using the brand. I mean, if you're an influencer, you're also making a pretty good amount of money on your social media feed because that's essentially what you do but this gives you another revenue stream but i I just i don't see it being successful much like twitter blue i can't imagine there's unless there's i don't know i mean i I really don't know how this could be a a profitable thing there's just too many other places for people to go more importantly who would pay for that and why i'm I'm trying to think if it's like an only fan situation maybe somebody would lay down some money or if it's like your favorite game streamer and they're doing live streams on it maybe you throw down some money but again there's just too many free alternatives to that 
that somebody would have to really, you know, I mean, the key word there is influencer. Somebody would really have to be, you'd have to be a fan of somebody to consider it. But I'm a fan of a lot of things. I don't think I'd ever pay $10 a month for somebody's social media feed. That's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I get that, you know, like uh, like Twitch and YouTube, you know, there's subscription things that you do and you get a special stuff there. And obviously that works because that's how streamers make money. Um, but, you know, I mean, transferring that to like a, a social media platform like Instagram, I don't know if that makes a lot of sense. So. No. No, it, it probably doesn't. And again, I mean, again, we're talking like OnlyFans things. This is essentially what OnlyFans is. You know, yeah. you're paying for access to somebody's social media feed. That's and and why it works is because it's the kind of content you can't get on Instagram and uh, the other social media platforms. You just for the call most it case. adult Instagram. Right. It's essentially Adults what it is. Only. It's essentially what it is. Now, not every OnlyFans account is porn, but uh, uh, I know porn ours is, isn't. is on OnlyFans. That's true. Well, yeah, every picture is fully clothed in our OnlyFans. But uh, it's an opportunity for people to make money, and they'll never say no to that. Whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. But just be prepared. Maybe somebody you follow, if they disappear from your timeline, it's because they want to charge you for you to see what's going on from now on. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Can we promise we're never going to do that? I, I think so, yeah. 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 I mean, listen, we've been giving away radio for free. Who's going to pay for radio these days, right? Nobody. Oh, some people do. I know. It's Not as many as you think, though. Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's your Instagram update, your real tech update, coming next with the Nerd Alert on the x Rock. Big J's Nerd Alert on 100.3 The X Rocks. Well, in case you haven't heard the ginormous news explosion that happened in the world of gaming earlier this week, Microsoft slash Xbox is buying Activision Blizzard, the company who creates and owns the Call of Duty franchise and oh so much more. The deal estimated to be worth $68.7 billion. Yeah, I said billion with a B. Uh, the gaming industry has never seen a merger like this before. It can only be compared to Disney buying up 20th Century Fox for $70 billion. Now, this deal won't be done until 2023. Activision Blizzard brought in a net revenue last year of $8 billion, but uh, Microsoft Xbox team isn't solely interested in just the revenue from the numerous gaming studios under the umbrella. Uh, this deal had some huge ripple effects, by the way, for Sony and the PlayStation brand, which lost $20 billion in stock with the news. That's crazy, uh, and that, that money's not real anyways. Uh, the reason, the possibility that Call of Duty would become an Xbox exclusive along with nearly half of the video games on the market. Uh, though it seems that Xbox head Phil Spencer has said has had no intention of leading PlayStation fans into dust. When speaking to Bloomberg, uh, Spencer had this to say, I'll just say to players out there who are playing Activision Blizzard games on Sony platform, it's not our intent to pull communities away from that platform and we remain committed to that. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's he's been, uh, you know, upfront for the last few years that we're not really competing with Sony in a console war. We have this plan. We have this idea for uh, what we think the future of gaming is. And they've been collecting game studios for the last few years, and they get a whole bunch of them in this deal to create new content. Nick? Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's a smart play. I mean, it, oh. it, clearly it's it's a it's a brilliant move to pick up this thing. You're just going to be printing money in five years once this merger pays for itself. But the other angle of things is you could, if you wanted to, make your content exclusive, which of course you would do if you were in a battle or you want to shut a company out, but if your goal is to make as much money as humanly possible, give as many people access to it as you yeah. possibly can, and just rake in the cash, which is what I think Microsoft is going to do. Uh, and uh, you know, it would be interesting, I wonder you know, I don't feel like that's enough to, to you know, because PlayStation clearly outselling Xbox, uh, I don't know if that's enough to push it, if they just go, hey listen, we're going to make Call of Duty a uh, a exclusive Xbox game. I think the accessibility is what made Call of Duty such a big hit, and if they don't take that away, there's plenty of other copycats out there that people will find their way to if they're a PlayStation player, but the ability to make it available for everybody, just keep it the way it is, is how you make as much money as possible. Well, and, you know, uh, Xbox for a while here has been banging the drum on 
cross-platform play, mm -hmm. and Sony hasn't wanted to really do that, and they've kind of forced their hands in a lot of ways to make that happen, and uh, you can see how that's been a lot of fun for people uh, who, you know, who don't care about some sort of competition between consoles. They just want to play what they play, and they want to play the games together, and uh, that's been something that Xbox has made really uh, imperative into, into their goals in doing that, so uh, yeah, I don't I don't see that that foreseen uh, being the, the thing. One other uh, part of this is that at some point, so Sony is, or somebody's going to have to come up with a competitor for Xbox Game Pass, um, and that's something maybe that they were trying to block from happening down the road with Sony, so... Um, yeah, well, they're talking about merging the PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now platform to be yeah. that kind of thing. But PlayStation Now, it, it, you know, listen, I'm a subscriber to PlayStation Now. It's not as good as Game Pass. It, it, plain and simple, it's just not. The, it, it, but it also isn't a deal breaker for me. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, Game Pass is nice, and PlayStation Now is nice, but it's not like the end-all, be-all for me. But, yeah, I'd like to have something comparable for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, speaking about Activision, they announced it's delaying the start of Season 2 of Call of Duty Warzone Pacific and Vanguard. The new multiplayer season will now begin two weeks later on February 14th instead of the 2nd. Uh, in a blog post, Activision says that the additional time before the next season will allow developers time to add, for adding fixes to the different Call of Duty Online games currently up and running, and uh, they've had quite a few problems and broken things in the game. Explain so. this to me like I'm three. Uh, what Seasons don't take... like It doesn't make everybody start from scratch, right? You still have no. everything that you have. It's just it's just a, a additional content that you can grab and gear that you yes, can get, right? Yes, okay. It's yeah. just a bunch of new stuff that drops into the game. It's not a new season like everybody starts from scratch. It's a new thing. Right. Just new maps, new gear, new things that you can exactly. get. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And, uh, you know, continuing on a little bit more about that uh, that deal with Activision Blizzard, uh, the CEO, Bobby Kotick, has said he'd like to see Microsoft bring back some currently retired series once it's accusation acquisition deal has been completed uh, speaking to VentureBeat he said that he'd like to see Guitar Hero and Skylanders as two of the franchises were extremely popular for Activision in the past but were eventually shelved for numerous reasons. One of those reasons Nick especially for uh, the uh, the Guitar Hero was uh, they, they needed separate manufacturing team uh, to you know for all of the gear you know the guitars mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. Because there was Band Hero and all that And stuff. he said they weren't prepared to set up to be able to do that, but Microsoft is equipped to do that, and even Spencer has said he likes Guitar Hero, so that might be something that comes back down the down the pipe uh, in a few years. Interesting. That'd be cool. uh, it's been a while since I played any Guitar Hero. It'd be interesting to see if that would have yeah. the popularity. I, I, I like to play. Uh, I like to play when I, I go into an arcade. They, usually they have the big stand up there. You know, they have that at Dave and Buster's, which I love to do. So I'd love to see that thing come back. Is that your nerd alert? That's the Nerd Alert. You're up to date on all the things you need to know about technology and games. Newsfeed. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, I need you to travel back in time with me. Okay. Back to Big J in elementary, middle, and high school days, okay? Right. Young Big J. Now, keep in mind that we're well past the point of the Statue of Limitations coming to bite you in the ass. But in your educational career, do you recall a time that you ever cheated on an exam, cheated on a homework assignment, did any kind of eyeballs not on your own paper kind of a thing in your schooling career at all? Um, no, I don't think so. You never cheated? No. Ever? Didn't share notes in a class when you weren't supposed to? Didn't talk to your friends about possible questions on a quiz from that may have had the class earlier period than you? None of that stuff happened? I mean, maybe, but I wasn't... No, I don't think so. How'd you do in school? Not that great. <laughs> if I was going to cheat anywhere, it would have been math. <laughs> yeah, well, Shoulda. If you did, it certainly didn't retain any of it. But Ohio State Still University help. researchers found that if you're not paying attention in class, odds are you're probably cheating on something. Uh, they, they tend to contribute to higher levels of cheating. Now, keep in mind that this doesn't mean that everything that somebody does they're cheating on, but your eyes wander. You have a, you you know there's a question on a test that you should have an answer to, but you don't remember, so you're looking for something to kickstart it, looking around, sharing notes, that kind of stuff. So if you're having issues paying attention in class, odds are you're probably not going to do that great on a test. Therefore, you need help cheating. Ultimately, inattention was found to be the main driver of problems in the classroom. About 7-9% to 9 of kids 
age 17 and younger admit that they don't pay attention at all in class, period. But studies suggest that up to three times as many of students that are currently in school may have problems with attention or hyperactivity or ADHD or something that just goes undiagnosed. And so this is a good way to hopefully get those that are diagnosed or need extra help the understanding that, hey, listen, they're not they're not picking things up like everybody else is. And they're, they're looking for help in other ways. So maybe if we find a way to pay a little bit more attention to them, making sure they're understanding stuff, maybe it'll be easier for them to retain that knowledge. Just so you know, it's a little bit harder to learn something if you're not paying attention. Right? Yeah, I, yeah. I, well, and I think that I mean, I, I haven't never, I've never been tested, but I think I'm dyslexic to a degree, and I think I, I had some learning disabilities um, for sure. Do you, like the words get mixed up when you look at them? Kind of. Yeah, thing? words and numbers. Numbers. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. happens all the time Maybe. around here. I mean, do you? want to get diagnosed is it something you want to check well, up on? i mean it doesn't or, do any good now you're, you're you're playing the lost cause card yeah i'm the lost cause <laughs> uh avenge me the nfl has filed a motion <laughs> asking a nevada court to dismiss a lawsuit brought on by john gruden the former raiders coach the NFL said Gruden's acquisition that the league leaked his offensive emails from several years ago are baseless. Gruden resigned from the Raiders last October after the emails that included racist, misogynist, and homophobic language surfaced. That's when he accused Roger Goodell and the NFL of carrying out a, quote, malicious and orchestrated campaign to destroy his career. The NFL is saying, uh, number one, uh, first of all, we didn't, we had no malicious intent. Number two, you can't prove it. Number three, we have no basis to actually protect John Gruden from these terrible emails and none of the things that John Gruden has pointed out has said that that wasn't him that wasn't his email he didn't say those things or they were edited he pretty much said yeah that's me he's just upset that they got out and he's trying to figure out how that happened but what happened was they released about 650,000 emails uh, during an investigation of the workplace culture in Washington and those emails were among them and because he's a big name they got out or they were leaked on purpose either way but the point is uh, John Gruden is going to have a difficult time getting this lawsuit by because he has to improve that there's malicious intent by the NFL, which is going to be A, hard, but B, he's not saying that those weren't his emails. And so that's where it starts to get real sketchy. It's like, well, listen, man, you did this stuff. You're admitting that you did it. Therefore, you have to reap what you sow, bro. I mean, that's just the way it goes down. I mean, I know you don't want people to know that you said this stuff, but you did. And that's what got you to resign, not necessarily the NFL. The NFL, I don't think, would care if John Gruden was a part of the Raiders organization or not, as long as these emails didn't get out. But they did. So It's crazy to me. This is it. That's it. That's all that came out of all of those emails. Well, a reminder that the NFL does not want to release the rest of them. There's yeah. a lot more, but they don't want to. So there's a lot more dirty laundry going on. But yes, the fact that this is the only thing that's come down is very strange and uh, very interesting. But my guess is they're trying to save as much face as possible for an owner that, for some reason, they're trying to protect in the owner of the Washington football team. Big J, uh, I don't really care that much that Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox are bumping uglies, uh, but people do. And God, they really do. The more that you dive into this story, the more, like, I mean, I know they're weird and probably imbalanced. It, it reminds me totally of Billy Bob Thornton and Angelina Jolie. Yeah, and that didn't work out that great. No. Uh, but, you know, there is that whole thing about how, like, the blood was attached to it and, you know, he wanted to control the spin on the engagement, which I guess is fine. But now in the interview in uh, Vogue magazine, he's talking about how, like, he designed her engagement ring to, like, cut her if she decides to take it off. Like, there are thrones, thorns, actual thorns on the inside of the ring, so if she takes it off, it hurts. So dumb. Because love is peace. It's dumb. <laughs> it's a good way to put it. It is really, really dumb. Uh, why they want to do that, I don't know. Why they want to do anything that they're doing, I really don't know. But uh, just know that this feels like it's just like red flag after red flag after red flag. Uh, but I'm sure they're going to be just fine together and happy for the rest of their lives. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff update. Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. Japan is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. And growing up, uh, pretty much everybody that's been in a classroom has known a story or maybe they themselves 
where a student in a classroom gets caught with something that they shouldn't have brought to school and the teacher confiscates the item, whether, you know, they're playing around with their phone too much or they... Uh, Condoms. Had, <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, whatever Guns. it may be, those things can get confiscated. That common scenario played out one day at a junior high school in the town of Misaka in Japan's northern province of Hodiku with a male student whose name hasn't been released, but we're just going to call him Taro, okay? And it's not clear what exactly was confiscated from Taro, but whatever it was, he wanted it back. So last week, while the school was closed for winter vacation, Taro, accompanied by his girlfriend, snuck into the school with the eventual goal for the caper being to recover the contraband that was taken by the teacher. You understand? The two managed to get into one of the school's staff rooms, but it wasn't long until an employee who was on the premises heard them talking loudly and called the police to report the intruders. They didn't know the police were coming. Couple was still in the school when officers arrived, and they arrested them for trespassing. But this story has a twist, Big J. Uh, because, you know, usually when police get involved with the kids in the school, parents get called, parents get called, all sorts of trouble can come down, right? Yeah. But no parents were notified in this particular instance because Taro is 63 years old, his girlfriend is 58, and yes, both of them attended the middle school they broke into, they both graduated from it 40 years ago, but Taro wanted the object that was confiscated from him 40 years ago so bad that he broke back into his middle school to try to get it. He's been planning this for 40 years. Now, it's uh, taking so long, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Now, to be fair, he, uh, he, the police think that they were hammered, so that plays a big part in this. Oh, yeah. Uh, but weird that they both went to the same middle school, of course, and then they, they got together later on in life. But they, to be fair to Taro and his girlfriend, the plan wasn't to try to go through the school and find whatever it was that was taken from him. His plan was he was hoping to find in one of the staff rooms teacher's contact information so he could find the home of the teacher that confiscated the item. Then he could go and ask him about it and see what happened to it. I'm not sure where the end game is on this. I'm guessing that whatever it was is long gone, but I really, really want to know what, what got, you know, this, this so... He had to break back into his old middle school to try to find what it was. Because, I mean, it couldn't even have been a Game Boy, because 40 years ago, those things didn't exist. This sounds like a terrible Netflix movie <laughs> waiting to happen. It does. It does. Uh, so they, uh, they, after they sobered up, they said it was a bad idea, but they still didn't tell us how the contraband was, so it will drive me crazy until my end of days. But uh, at least you know that... I mean, I know a lot of schools have lost and founds. So I'm guessing they clear that stuff out after 40 years. That's going to be my bet. So, but I tell you what, it, does, it goes to show you some things you never forget, right? It could be the littlest, goofiest things in the world, but sometimes it just sticks in your craw and you got to figure it out. And sometimes alcohol gives you that push that you <laughs> yeah, don't no always kidding. need to get into that trouble for that object. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. Red Hot Chili Peppers sold a squeeze here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. You are a week away from spending some time in a foreign country, Big J. Yeah. Last time you did that, were you just a little tiny Big J over there in the streets of London? Yeah. And so now you're going to Belize. We've already talked about how you got to be on the lookout for some particular cuisine. But your lifestyle has changed since that last conversation. So have you been looking at particular foods that you can eat while you're there, or are you just going to kind of play it by ear as it happens? No, I'm just going to play it by ear. And, you know, I mean, we're only going to be there a couple of days. I'm not like, uh, it's not like I'm going to lose a leg if I have some carbohydrates while I'm there. Right, right. Uh, but you've already said on the record uh, you're going to stay away from the guinea pig, which finds itself on the menu a lot over there in Belize. Yeah, and I told uh, the rest of the crew about that. I'm like, going to stay away from this uh, Yayas, right? I don't remember Gai- what it's Gaius, called. Yayas, something like that. And I, I go, it's, it's hamster. Yeah, uh, guinea, guinea pig. pig. Yes, guinea pig. And they, they actually, uh, the bakers we're going with, they have, they've had guinea pigs as pets in the past. Okay. And they were like, no thank you. Yeah, yeah that's smart to avoid anything that was a pet. Uh, we know you've also said on the record that even if you were in a foreign country, you would not try dog. Uh, how about crocodile, Big J? Would you, would you dig into some crocodile? I mean, I guess... Now, granted, uh, I, there are other choices. I'm just saying, let's say this is a staple dish yeah, of the area yeah. you're visiting. Would you give it the old college try? Or do they fall in that same, that's for some reason an animal I don't want to eat category? I mean, you know, 
I could see. Listen, if, if you're gonna have to survive on something, crocodile, sure. No, this isn't. This isn't it's, survival. This that goes without saying. I'm talking about you're on vacation. Somebody says, "Oh, our our patent, you know, the 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 dish I, that we put above all else is this this something that we call a la crocodile, and it's just crocodile." I would I, I would try. You try it, I'd okay? Try it. So they they fall into the the gray area for you as the something that you would enjoy because I say this. Because in South America currently, Crocodile is seeing a fairly large uh, kind of resurgence with chefs and restaurants in the area. Uh, because pigs have been hmm, uh, not exactly readily available everywhere. And the amount of money that people pay for pork in those countries have gone through the roof. And so they're trying to find an alternate meat that they can do a lot with. The same thing with pork. And that happens to be Crocodile. Much cheaper. Uh, 20,000 crocodiles are easier to come across than 20,000 pigs these days and cheaper. And so the amount of crocodile dishes in Southern America and South America and Central America have doubled in recent months, according to local media. So I'm just saying, prepare yourself. Maybe there's some crocodile on the menu that you can enjoy. And apparently it tastes like pork. So that couldn't be all bad, right? Yeah, you're right. I mean, if they're if they're making it comparable to that particular meat, maybe it's something that's delicious. Now it's going to be difficult to get a hold of, but I'm glad that you don't have that mental hurdle, Big J, because I want you to come back with stories of interesting foods and things that you tried while you were in Belize that we can't get here in America and tell me all about it. You got it? Okay. Accept the mission. Mission accepted. You don't have to eat crocodile if it's not readily available. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't seem like I'm just looking up some of the more popular food stuff in uh, Belize, and that that isn't among the list. Well, like I said, it's fairly recent, so don't be surprised newer thing but you could see it on the restaurant menu after with nick and big j i'm sure you've heard the phrase fake it till you make it big j yes yes uh how do you think that advice holds up yeah pretty good <laughs> yeah. it's worked out for 23 years Oh, come on. You weren't faking it till you making it, were you? Yeah, you still were am. No, no, you made it. Look at you. You're rich. You're going to Belize. I'm not, I'm not rich. According to the University of Ottawa, it's actually a pretty terrible way to go through life, in case you're curious. Uh, what they found out is people that are in the fake it till you make it crowd usually have a hard time dealing with their emotions, and that leads to depression, poor mental health, uh, all sorts of stuff that they don't want to deal with because they're pretending it's not a thing. Uh, and so if you are faking it until you make it, it, it's a nice facade and a cute little saying, and it even rhymes and everything, but it's probably not doing your mental health any good whatsoever. Uh, researchers have found out that it's probably best to deal with the situation as it's in front of you, and letting your emotions play a part in some decision-making is a good thing, and actually realizing that some hurdles need to be overcome, also positive things in order to, you know, live the best kind of life that you want. Uh, and so having a strategy, being flexible, all important things. These are things that you don't have if you're in the fake it till you make it mentality. So, Big J, maybe just realize that you made it and deal with that emotionally and go from there. Huh? Yeah. What do you think? Okay. All right. Beautiful. Turn you right around. Love it. Nice night for Joel Embiid. He tied his career high with 50 points in the 76ers 123-110 win over Orlando last night. But the impressive thing was he put up those numbers in just 27 minutes. He had 12 Crazy. rebounds as well. According to the Elias Sports Bureau, that's the most points anybody's ever put up in that amount of minutes since 1955. Suffice it to say, it doesn't happen very much. He had a pretty good game last night for the 76ers. Big J, I want to live long enough where I'm just, I've just got Brian Cox mentality. Does that make sense? Brian yeah. Cox is an actor that's been around for a very long time. He's seen a lot of things, and he is just out of Fs to give. Do you understand? He's just being honest about everything, and every question that's asked is usually peppered with profanity and ready to go at any moment. I want to walk a fine line between, uh, you know, uh, Brian Cox's not giving an F about anything attitude and Harrison Ford's super grumpy but people find you appealing attitude, too. It's a wonderful kind of tightrope that those two walk that I find incredibly impressive. He, uh, Brian Cox is doing a bunch of interviews uh, talking about the, uh, the the season finale of Succession and other things that he has going on. And uh, I, you were on vacation when we talked about the Jeremy Strong profile. He's one of the stars of Succession. Yeah. And the profile did not paint him in a very nice light. He's one of those method actors, if that makes sense. And he takes it to a point where if his character is, have, is on a bender 
on screen. He has to be on a bender as well in real life. Oh, so geez. he's, uh, according to all the other cast members, he's a real pain in the ass to deal with on a fairly regular basis because he's very method and he has his way about doing things. And the, he's not just a pain in the ass because they do seem to like him very much, but they feel like he puts himself through these mental things that he doesn't have to in order to get these performances that they think he's talented enough to do without putting himself through all these torturous things. But anyway, the point is Brian Cox is talking about how he everybody warned Jeremy Strong that they sh- that he should not do this profile because it's not going to make him look good and he did it anyway and it didn't make him look good and so now everybody's going yeah we tried to tell him that he probably shouldn't do it but uh he did it anyway but brian cox was talking about all sorts of cool things about what he's been through in his career if you get a chance uh he did an interview with deadline that is pretty much amazing uh and talks about all the stuff that he's done in his career and all the crap that he's had to put up with and the fact that he's now you know 70 years old and on a hit tv show and doing what he likes to do is a pretty cool thing so uh brian cox gets my stamp of a approval agree or disagree oh yeah uh and not just his mcdonald's work super trooper for life above and beyond morning after with nick and big j there's your important stuff sure smackdown on the morning after with nick and big j yeah and boy man we've got uh we've got some ghost uh volbeat action here for you as they are going to be coming to town next thursday it's a week from Today at the Ford Idaho Center, we'll get you set up with tickets to that show. Plus, uh, qualified for a autographed ghost guitar, which is pretty rad. You just got to beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play Pop Culture Smackdown. Going to get some questions we didn't get to yesterday. They were more on point yesterday, but it's not like they go out of style just because today happens to be the day after her birthday. Hello, the X. Hey, morning. Good morning, man. What's your name? Brandon. All right, Brandon, you are up first. Brandon, which pop icon had her biggest hit with a song written by Dolly Parton? Was it Whitney Houston, Madonna, or Diana Ross? Uh, One more time, please. Which pop icon had her biggest hit with a song that was written by Dolly Parton? Whitney Houston, Madonna, Diana Ross. Pop icon. Um, I will say... Houston? Yeah. Right. I Will Always Love You was written by Dolly Parton. BJ, what is the name of Dolly Parton's theme park? Dolly Land. No. Wrong. Well, it no. should be. No. No. It's not. Uh, do you happen to know, Brandon, you win no matter what? Dolly World? Closer, but no. Uh, no, I don't. It's Dollywood. Right. Like Hollywood, but Dolly. Dollywood. Not Partonville or Dolly Partonville <laughs> or any of that stuff. I've never been. Uh, I can't imagine you would. You've only been to Nashville once with me. Hang on one second, dude. We'll get to your information. No, that's, that's not true Hook at all. You up. You, oh, that's right. You did go for a Metallica yeah. thing, but I can't imagine Dolly Parton's uh, theme park was high on your list of things to do. I didn't even know it existed there. You really didn't know it existed? I didn't know. It was, I thought it was just a joke. Uh, no, it is a real place. Hmm. Uh, much like your imagination, my friend. Dolly Land. How about... No, no. Dolly Wood. How about we get into headlines, and speaking of Ghost, we'll play you their brand new song. That's happening next on the X-Rocks. Nirvana, that is Lithium here on 100.3, the X-Rocks. Big J, true or false, you spent yesterday afternoon on a Zoom call with Papa from Ghost. Yeah, I did, yes. And how did that go, man? It was lovely. He is just a lovely, weird dude. Did he drop any good goods on you? Uh, yeah, Kind of. Not good, but you know, he, he, he likes to focus on one word. Which one is that this time around? Uh, yeah. I, I, I forget exactly what it was, but it was uh, something to the point like, uh, let's go, let's go. Okay. And uh, he did drop some information on you as well, right? Yeah, brand new song, brand new album, Empira, uh, uh, going to come out March 11th. Very cool. This band is in town one week from today, and he brought a new song as well. Might as well world premiere it. What's it called, Big J? Call Me Little Sunshine. It's brand new Ghost on the X. <laughs> Big J. Look at me. Headlines brought to you by Half Price Friday. It's happening tomorrow, 9 o'clock in the morning. XRock.com. $50 to Delucas downtown for just $25. Limited number amount of certificates available. That's why you want to get in early, especially if you like delicious Italian cuisine and creatively stiff drinks. That's what Delucas downtown provides. And Bodo. And you'll find fine dining without the fine dining price. So take advantage. Half Price Friday. Tomorrow, 9 o'clock xrock.com right there on the front page 50 bucks to deluca's downtown just gonna cost you 25 not a bad deal headlines are as follows batman is here 
bad neighbor and let's get rich. Bad neighbor. Sounds like a high-tension relationship. Chris and Millie Adams, who live in England, say their next-door neighbor, Matthew Carter, has made their lives a living nightmare. After he built a three-foot-tall fence along their shared driveway that prevents any, either of them from opening their car doors or putting out their garbage. Tensions have gotten so high that the police have been called following failed attempts at peace talks. The argument's gone on for over a year. And the Adams couple claims it's impacted their mental health and made them want to stay indoors. The town is investigating the case, but as of right now, it's perfectly legal for this guy to put a fence on his driveway, which makes it impossible for both of them to drive on the driveway or use it for any particular reason. But apparently he's happy with that. You know what it's like to have jerky neighbors. It doesn't sound fun. No, it isn't. Uh, and, like, I mean, it's so hard because how do you deal with that situation it's got to be almost impossible i mean you know you could move of course sure but if you own your house it's a little bit more difficult for you to do that oh man it's it's a nightmare yeah it doesn't sound great uh hopefully they figure out this whole driveway scenario but it doesn't sound like either of them is blinking so that makes it difficult too batman is here let's get rich let's get rich big j in that big j brain of yours do you have a golden ticket to fame and fortune that you uh, haven't shared with anybody just yet no I'd share it with myself. Well, I would hope you've shared it with yourself. But I say that because more than half of Americans say they've got some sort of business idea that they think Shark Tank would totally want to invest in. Now, are you? do you have one of those? No. You don't have a big J no. business that you think Shark Tank would want to be a part of? No. And they ask too many questions. Shark Tank does? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they want real numbers yeah, and money. Yeah, they, they want like... <laughs> analysis and stuff and, and I don't have any of those well, answers for them. If you have a business that you think Shark like, Tank would do, it's you like would. Come, it's like coming to our operations manager with an idea. <laughs> he is our Shark Tank. Right. You got you to anticipate the questions and have answers for those. And if you don't, it turns out poorly for you. Uh, and uh, because of that, they're out. A survey of 2,000 adults studied the increasing shift towards entrepreneurship and found that 59% of Americans say they have considered quitting their current job to launch their own business. Many are looking to take more control of their future as nearly half of the respondents feel unmotivated by their current job. Three and four are constantly looking for ways to feel more inspired and everybody else just thinks that they've got a really good idea that nobody else is taking advantage of. Uh, but then when it gets down to brass tacks, Big J, will they actually do something about it? What do you think the percentage of that is? Uh, probably pretty low. <laughs> yeah. And and here's the reason why. Because uh, it, it, it's tough to, to leave a solid job behind in order to follow your dreams. It's not easy to do. It's, it's almost insane. Well, not even following your dreams, but to start a business from scratch. I yeah. mean, you need investment. You need capital. You need the ability to do so. You need a business plan. You need employees in some cases. You need a, you know, a real honest to goodness. It's not just something you can go, yeah, I'm going to do this. It takes some real planning and foresight. And to do it successfully is a whole other issue altogether. But I applaud everybody who does. Hell yeah. I mean, more power to you. Wrap it up with Batman is here. People in Missouri got a strange message on their phones yesterday. It read, Gotham City, Missouri, purple, green, 1978 Dodge, 3700 GT. Uh, if you don't know, that is the car driven by the Joker's goons in the 1989 film Batman that Tim Burton put together. The Missouri State Highway Patrol accidentally sent out a Amber Alert with that text. It wasn't a joke or a riddle, but it was an accident. It was a test message accidentally sent. They later sent a follow-up text explaining it was a test. But that had to be weird, right? Yeah, not as weird as a, a nuclear explosion is no. imminent. The, high, the Hawaii warning definitely takes the cake. But uh, getting a warning that Joker could be coming would be equally weird. Be hilarious. And certainly uh, less, yes, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think impending death with that message. You would think something has gone wrong and it's a little bit funny. But the good news is uh, Joker was not coming and the text message was an accident. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. 
That's the latest from the Foo Fighters. Love dies young here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. And it is a big day for you, Big J, is it not? Yeah, man. You excited? I'm excited. Tell us what's going on. Uh, So uh, I've been asked to uh, take part in the Alzheimer's Association Community Leaders Summit for 2022. So uh, different uh, committee members from all across the country in the last year uh, talking about their experiences and whatnot. And uh, they asked me to represent Idaho, which was really, really cool, as the committee chair for the longest day uh, last year. We, we raised a lot of money, and um, it was a really cool opportunity. Uh, it's a virtual sure. summit. Otherwise, it would be in person, which would be even more cool. Oh, man. Where, where was like the last in-person one? Did you I find out? Was, yeah, I think it was San Diego That's a couple years ago. So right. uh, that would have been pretty pretty dang cool. But nonetheless, we'll do it virtually. And uh, so, yeah, the, for today, there's a couple uh, different times that that uh, takes place. We already pre-recorded it, actually. Oh, you already did the speech? Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's going to look live, but because it's, you know, there's multiple times So it'll run a couple of times on this summit. Yeah, okay. and then uh, I'll be, uh, I'll be, I'll have to be engaged in chat during it so like there's two sessions today and one tomorrow uh, but it's really cool i got a chance to talk about using uh, live game streaming to raise money for uh alzheimer's research and awareness and it was a really cool thing i felt like a babbling idiot though why well, I, just, I don't know I you weren't did. happy with the speech how long well, was it? it 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 wasn't very long about six seven minutes okay. but it wasn't really a speech and then what happened was is they uh, they wanted you to fill out this questionnaire and so i filled it out and i didn't realize what i was doing was creating the script <laughs> of which they wanted me to say and i'm like that's not how i roll man <laughs> so so did they look at this questionnaire and go the hell is he talking about? yeah well some of it made a lot of sense and some of it just you know it didn't work as a script as well as it could have well, that's understandable. What so was, next time. What was the opening joke? There was no joke. No jokes? Yeah, no you don't joke. try to lighten the load a little bit? Well, it wasn't part of the question. What's your <laughs> joke to open this? See what I'm saying? I understand, but you didn't know that was the uh, that was yeah. part of the questionnaire. But uh, you, So you're not happy with how you did, or you think you did okay? I, I, of course not. I'm not happy. I'm a perfectionist, even though you wouldn't know that. But so you got to jump on this uh, these Zoom calls and answer questions for people, basically, yeah. today? Yeah. How long is that supposed to take? Is it like a couple hours a piece? Uh, yeah, about forty minutes a pop. Yeah. So I'll be doing that here today. But it's a really exciting thing, and you know, I, I'm been asked to be the committee chair doing that again this year for the longest day. So everybody will be hearing me uh, talk about that and uh, some excitement. Not sure if we're going to run back the Big J's Beard Brigade or not, but it'll definitely do be the game streaming thing again. Well, it's a good thing, and it raised a lot of money. It's for a fantastic cause. It's one that you believe in. And like, how many people are going to be tuning into the Big J speech at some point today? That's a good point. I, I, I don't, I, I don't really know, but uh, probably quite a few. As uh, this is part of the Alzheimer's Association, that you know, it's a worldwide association. So, well, let's say tens of thousands then. Today. Yeah, of course. We'll uh, listen, and maybe people will come back because they want to hear the speech twice. Yeah, and watch it again and again. <laughs> I know I'll be there for it. <laughs> Well, you have to watch the speech both times? Uh, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Or three times, I guess, huh? Twice today and once tomorrow? Yeah, a- absolutely. Have so fun, man. Uh, it's, it's not too late for people to register if you want to find out more about it. Oh, it's open to the public? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like an invite-only kind of a thing. No, you can go register. It's free to register, so... Well, that's nice. great information there. There you go. Check it out for yourself and learn how maybe you can raise some money for the Alzheimer's Association. Or really, I suppose you can adapt this to any charity you want to adapt it to, right? Uh, sure, yeah. I mean, it doesn't. it's ideas not proprietary no, towards yeah, the Alzheimer's Association, but a really cool thing. That uh, And congratulations, Big J. I'm sure you knocked it out of the park. Morning After with Thanks, Nick man. and Big J. We will do some bad impressions next on the X Rocks. Point three, the X. Hey, we got some tickets here for you, and they're, gonna, they're coming back. Missed the show in January of uh, last year, but uh, Avatar making it up February 2nd at the Rev Center. Uh, and I think Magic Sword uh, is still opening. So I'm uh, very excited about this show, and we'll get them to you. It's going to be happening at the Rev Center here if you can figure out bad impressions today. Avatar tickets up for grabs. 208-287-1003 is the phone number. Big J's got three clues. They all point to somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, then you could be headed to Avatar. Hello, the X. Hi, this is Mike. All right, Mike, you're up first. Good luck. Who knew playing the drums upside down could be so difficult? Tommy Lee. Yeah. Jesus. Good job, man. Congratulations, yeah. Mike. Hang on one second. 
We'll hook you up with those Avatar tickets. Clues 2 and 3 for fun. For a period of time during the 80s and 90s, I was the drummer for the biggest hair metal band in the world. People still remember me for my marriage to Pamela Anderson in our crazy sex video. And why is Tommy Lee in the news? Well, Tommy Lee, you know, he's got this TV show about his life uh, called Pam and Tommy. Uh, starring Sebastian Stan and Lily James. Are they involved in it at all? I think this is like without their permission, right? I, I Probably. I don't know. We, we couldn't really... We wanted to talk about Jason Manzukis, and nobody knows who that guy is, <laughs> even though they should. Uh, and so Tommy Lee was our uh, entrance in that because uh, Jason Manzukis is uh, going to be playing uh, in Pam and Tommy as, as Tommy Lee's penis. Yes. Uh, he is the voice of his junk in the actual TV show. And it's clear from the, the trailers that's been released, this is going to be a comedy. Like, they got oh, Seth yeah. Rogen, they've got, you know, they're, they're going for the I, laughs. I'm just trying to picture in what kind of TV show, like, your junk has a voice. Well, I mean, listen, uh, he is in Big Mouth as well. There's plenty of that going on in that particular TV show. And it's for a streamer, so uh, they can go as far as they want to go with this stuff. He's I in suppose. a ton of shows, and I've never, you know, I, I've never been able to get into, into Big Mouth uh, for whatever reason. But uh, he's going to be in a show called Close Enough. I don't know it's what a that TV is. series. It's a short House Broken, another TV show. Uh, Invincible, another TV show. All these from 2021 to 2022. Well, Invincible is the Amazon Prime animated series. It's fantastic. Right. He, of course, is on The Good Place. He was on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The League. This is where Jason Manzoukas yeah. is famous. He does a terrific podcast called How Did This Get Made with Paul Shear, uh, again from The League. And, uh, you know, we've had everybody from The League on the show except for Jason Manzoukas, who famously, by the way, is like a Bill Murray kind of thing. He doesn't have any socials. He is only contactable through his agent, and that's it. Uh, so, uh, but I'm happy he's got work. Oh, don't forget he was in John Wick too, as well. Tick yeah, tock, Mr. Tick Wick. Talk, Mr. Wick. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Will you watch the Pam and Tommy series? I don't know. Maybe I should. The question is, uh, you're not interested in it so far. Uh, no, I haven't been. Even though I do like Sebastian Stan, but you know, I mean, what could what could possibly come out of this show that would be other than Jason Mangazukis as a penis? Well, you like Nick Offerman. You like Seth Rogen. You like That's a true. lot of people involved in this show. Maybe there's something to it that we just don't know about because they haven't captured it in the two-minute trailer you've seen. Or did you even watch the two-minute trailer? I didn't watch well, the two-minute trailer. Well, there you go. I mean, <laughs> morning after with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show here next to the X-Rock. Hi. Will be that is Shotgun Blues, that band in town next week. Uh, you should go to that particular concert, just in case you're curious. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J, and that's going to do it for this Thursday. We talked about huge technical acquisitions in the business world this morning. We talked about social media charging people for the access to particular parts of that social media, and we even talked about penises this morning. So we're running the gamut today. You know yeah, don't forget saying? about crocodile meat. Of course, we talked about croc meat. Could not forget croc meat. Big J may partake. You never know. Uh, you may have to seek it out, it looks like. But you never know what's going to happen on the vacation next week. But it does leave you with the floor, Big J. Hey, uh, it's National Disc Jockey Day, Nick. How are you going to celebrate? Are you going to post a picture of you disc jockeying? No, no, oh, I don't think I am. I, I I think I've taken part in this in the in like years past. But like, there's a difference between DJ Day and then like National Radio Day, which appears to be celebrated more in our business than DJ Day is, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but it is interesting. I mean, listen, there's a day for everything, so it probably shouldn't surprise me. But no, I have no celebration plans. You? No. All right. So neither of us are going to celebrate National DJ Day. It feels like, like I said, I mean, DJ is a, it has taken on a different term, I believe, in the last couple of years. Yeah. Like, to me, DJ is the guy that you'll go see at the knitting factory. You know what I mean? Uh, the yeah, presses, Steve McCoy. Yeah, that presses buttons on a laptop. That's that's a DJ. Uh, to me, uh, you know, this, what we do, Big J, is radio personalities and radio. Stuff. I'm a radio person. Yeah, it's different. Malady. But you tell people you're a DJ because that's what they understand. Do you know what I yeah. mean? It's a lot, a lot more, a lot less, uh, you know, in tune than when I just explained what we try to do on a daily basis. But uh, happy DJ day to you, Big J. I'm a DJ. Make yourself a cake today. That's what I say. Morning after with Nick and Big J. I can't J. have diabetes. Next, well, uh, not, a, not a very good cake then. Make yourself. How about we let you know that the next set of X-Rock is brought to you by Team Moz. That's easy to get your auto loan pre-approved with Team Moz's iPreCheck. Just click the big blue button at GoTeamMazda.com. Jason Drew is swinging in here next. We'll see you guys. Well, I won't be here tomorrow. Big J will be. Yeah. See you on Monday. It's the X-Rocks.
The Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, idahoadvocates.com.